Hello and welcome to the Rope Podcast. This is Fox coming to you from Bangkok. And today we are going to have one of our special episodes. And I know for a fact, dear listeners, that it is um, one of your favorite type of episodes because we always get a lot of love from you. And today is an erotica episode where Maya is going to narrate a story that she wrote and that is um, strongly inspired by her personal experiences. So I know you're going to enjoy that very much. Before we go into that, I would like to give a very, very big thank you to our listener Happy Tortoise from Aurora, Colorado, because he just subscribed at the $40 a month level on our Patreon, and that is going to really help us keep producing and distributing these shows and making sure the Rope podcast uh, sticks around for a long time. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a platform that allows you to contribute some money to your favorite creators, either as a one-time thing or as a monthly pledge, and that is quite critical uh, for us and for other creators to be able to afford to create their content and to host it, because distributing uh, shows and other types of content to hundreds of thousands of people over the internet ends up costing, costing quite a bit of money, actually. So if, like Happy Tortoise, you would like to contribute to the continued existence of the Rope podcast, uh, please have a look at our website on ropepodcast.com or go to our FetLife page, Rope Podcast, and follow the link there. And you will see you can get access to some exclusive content and behind the scenes as well if you become a supporter. But for now, just get your favorite drink, relax, find a comfortable place to sit or to lay down and listen to the beautiful voice of Maya who tells her the story of one of her favorite times with rope. The Dilemma, a story about rope bondage, caning and a very big plug. We were on the train heading home and Sir was teasing me. At least I thought he was teasing me. I've decided when we get home, Petal, I'm going to cane you, hard. It was conversational, like he was suggesting where we went for lunch. My mouth said, no, sir, please. But my pussy, who is never on my side in these things, gave a flutter, reminding me she was there, and as always, she had other ideas. He was sitting, and I stood close to him between his legs. We were at the end of a carriage against the panel that separated the seats from the standing area near the door. The train shifted and swayed as it made its way through Bangkok. It was crowded and no one saw, I hoped, as he slowly ran a hand between my legs. As his submissive, it pleased him to order me to always wear skirts, and today's dress was pretty flowered and had a loose skirt with folds that hid his hand, which slid hypnotically between my thighs, brushing my bare pussy lips at the top of every stroke. Did I mention I'm not allowed underwear either? And that my pussy lips are stripped of hair so they're soft and warm and he always has access, however inappropriate, like now. Not only that, little petal, but I intend to make you come from the caning, the hard caning. 
I squeaked in protest, but my pussy got wetter. I hadn't ever thought I was a masochist, hadn't associated pleasure and pain before I'd met him, but these days that was changing. I will tie you to the bed so you can't move, cane you hard, and you will come, he remarked. This time, as he said the word come, he wrapped an arm around my ass as if he was pulling me close and pressed the fingers of his other hand up into my pussy. The arm that was doing naughty things was hidden by my dress and I shut my eyes, hoping no one could see. Petal, sir chided. You're very wet. Yes, sir, I said miserably. Sir, please don't touch me. I don't want to waste a cum. He laughed softly. You don't? You think you could come on this train with all these people around you? Because I'm talking about caning you to a cum? I wiggled to try and get away from his deft fingers. Yes, sir. You'd think I'd want to come, no matter how humiliating. And oh, it was tempting. But there was a problem. Right now, I was on strict orgasm control. I had to earn every come, as I was working on an important project and myself felt I needed motivating. So each come was precious, hard one, and when I used them, I wanted them to be good. Not only that, I only had two left at the moment, and if we were really going to play when we got home, and it was going to involve pain, I wanted everything I had for that. Little petal, Sir asked, would you like me to put a big plug in you for the caning? My pussy got wetter. He was still touching my thighs, still stroking me, still brushing my pussy lips occasionally, but his fingers were no longer inside me, thank goodness. I thought I could hold out, but I was shocked at how aroused I was. It had been a while since I'd had a cum, and orgasm control was quite challenging for me. We'd never really found the limit of times I wanted to come in a day. Two seemed woefully little. I loved ass play too. The idea of him stretching me with a plug aroused me further. My lower lips felt swollen and achy. Yes, sir, I confessed. I did want something in my ass. That's because you are my little anal slut, aren't you? He said, pleased. Yes, sir. It was hard to deny it when I would happily come from just his fingers in my ass. He brushed against my clit and I jerked away, eyes wide. Sir, please don't. Petal, don't move away from me, he said. Tell sir what's the matter. Please, sir, don't. I don't want to come on the train, I begged, the words tumbling out, desperate. Petal, you're that close, a touch of my long fingers could make you come. His hand edged closer to my pussy just tracing the edges, feeling the plumpness of the aroused lips. I worried my wetness might be leaking. Yes, I said. I tried not to move away, anxious he'd make me come just because he wanted to. I couldn't resist if he ordered me. I begged harder. Sir, please, no. The train pulled to a stop and he got up. I sagged in relief and brushed my skirt down. That was lucky, Petal. No need to use an orgasm. Now. Let's get home so I can shove a big plug up your ass and cane you till you come, he said. He pulled me in front of him so we could disembark the train, and as he pressed up behind me exiting, he placed my hand on his groin, where his hard cock strained the material. I stifled a moan so the other passengers didn't hear me. He loved torturing me. We walked home, which didn't take long but felt like forever. He teased me the whole way, ensuring I couldn't take my mind off my pussy. 
Inside, I was both nervous and excited. I loved our play, but it was never easy. My sir was a sadist and enjoyed seeing me hurt and humiliated. Luckily for me, while also making me very wet and giving me lots of orgasms. Today was going to be a dilemma, though, because I had only two. So when was I going to spend them? And how much choice exactly did I have? How long could I hold out each time? When we reached our bedroom, he didn't hesitate. He pushed me roughly onto the bed, so I fell backwards face up. He ran his hands over my face, breasts, hips, legs. He bent over me and kissed me, his mouth insistent and plundering, and his hand moved between us, brushing lightly over my pussy until I was breathing hard, and my hips tried to grind against him, wanting the pressure to increase. He pulled back, taking the warmth of his body away. I lifted myself on my elbows to watch him. I love to look at his body. The strong curves of his shoulder muscles, clear through the fitted steel blue t-shirt he wore, the tan skin of his arms. His amused, knowing smile that so often inspired panic in me. It did this time. Sir, please warm me up before a plug, I said. We didn't usually use lube for regular anal and my usual plug, but I had the sense he was going to use a different toy today. Shh, petal. Let sir work and stay still. I didn't move. He raised my dress so it was around my waist and I was exposed. I can smell you from here, Petal. You really are quite aroused. I went red and covered my face with my hands. I wanted to cover my pussy, but I knew that would only get me in trouble. I'd tried that before. He rummaged inside our play cupboard and got out several things I couldn't see. What was going to happen? Which plug would he use? We had quite a collection and there were still some I couldn't take. I hope he didn't choose today to experiment. Painting alone was a lot for me to take. He put on some music, something classical but dark. I shivered. Music usually set the mood. He sat on the bed to my left. Give me your wrist. I obeyed quickly. He had a coil of rope and, making eye contact, he rested my wrist against his firm thigh. He wrapped the double rope once, twice around my wrist in a single column tie. I gave a long, slow blink and a sigh of appreciation at the first touch of the rope. Something relaxed inside me. He saw it, smiled, got up off the bed and walked to my other side. I followed him with my gaze. This time, when he picked up the rope, he didn't tie me straight away. He brushed my cheek with the coil and I savoured the touch of the slick roughness. Then, with me transfixed by his hazel gaze, he held it to my nose and I inhaled deeply. The sense memory shot to the most primitive parts of my brain, reminding me of the hundreds of scenes we'd done together before, a collage of dirt, dirty, dark and wonderful things. Then he traced the rope down my free arm and, very deliberately, tied another single column at my slender wrist. He got up and arranged both arms by my sides, sides, the long tails of rope straight down. I frowned, unsure. What was he going to do with the free rope? How would he tie me? I didn't have long to wait. He leaned over me, and in a swift move I didn't quite understand, flipped me onto my front. I made an oof sound, disorientated, and he pulled me backwards so my feet just touched the floor, my ass at the edge of the bed. He walked around to the side where my head was and stretched each rope from my wrist out at an angle so my arms were tied diagonally, 
each to different corners of the bed. But he hadn't finished immobilising me. He knelt in front of me and straightened my head so I was looking ahead, my chin on the mattress. I could see his thighs in front of me as he tied rope into my long dark hair. I ached to have him in my mouth. I felt pressure on my head as he deftly knotted the rope into a complex hair tie. I sighed again. Rope was a fetish for me and it didn't take much contact with it for me to be mesmerised. It was a matter of minutes then. I felt my head began to lift, so the weight of my head and a little of my utter body was on the hair tie. It felt amazingly strong and solid and surprisingly comfortable, but I realised I could hardly move my head at all. And with my arms tied, my ass off the bed and my feet just touching the floor enough for balance, I wasn't going anywhere, but he still had complete access to my ass and pussy. I licked my lips nervously. He disappeared from in front of me, and I could only see the light neck curtains that thankfully covered the windows, drifting slightly in the breeze on some nights. I was blind to what was happening behind me. Without warning, he grabbed my ankles and spread me apart. I wasn't only exposed now, I was wide open. He would be able to see both my little holes. I winced in embarrassment. Stay, he said. He moved in between my legs and then his fingers were on my pussy and I moaned, delighting in his touch. Then I sucked in a breath. Ow! There was an ice-cold burning on my pussy. He was rubbing something in and the smell that cut through the scent of my arousal made me realise it was tiger balm. Suddenly, all my attention was on that area. He massaged it in everywhere, including under my clitoral hood. And I was burning, writhing, and God, all I wanted was to come. It irritated and it aroused, and I desperately wanted to rub my pussy against something, anything to soothe it, to stop the cold fire. He came round to my head and looked at me squirming, satisfied, wiped his hands on a towel, then vanished behind me again. I began to slide my legs closed, slowly, hoping he wouldn't notice, but he stopped me with a sharp slap to the ass. Now, of course sir will warm you up, Petal. So quickly, I didn't realise what was happening until they were in, he shoved two fingers in my ass. I yelped loudly. With no warm-up, no lube but saliva, that hurt. My little ass was well-trained, it was true. But going from nothing to two of the fingers from his big, strong hands wasn't nothing. He pumped them in and out a few times, and the burn faded a little, and my hips shifted unconsciously, beginning to meet his thrust. It didn't take long for it to start to feel really, really good. The pleasure in my ass, so different to that in my pussy, but no less intense, built. He knew my buttons really well. He could make me come from a G-spot orgasm in less than a minute, and it wasn't much longer for an ass come if he angled his fingers in the right direction. He angled them in exactly the right direction. Shit. Suddenly this scene became clear to me. Unlike some scenes, this time he'd be doing everything in his power to make me come, and I'd have to either try and hold out, or come and risk being left with half a scene to go with no comes left. And I absolutely knew that if I had a come when I didn't have any in my bank, the punishment would be harsh, most likely pussy caning, which was incredibly painful and I didn't like at all. I sucked in a breath and tried to change the angle so it was pleasurable but not quite as pleasurable. To my surprise, I felt a cool, viscous liquid at my ass, and his fingers pushed lube inside me. We almost never use lube anymore. 
So this new development was exciting because, God, it felt good. Two, then three fingers sliding in and out of me. But also worrying because the only time we really used lube was for fisting and we hadn't done that in the ass for months and months. After a few moments, I frowned, confused at the feeling in my ass. Ah, he was using the warming lube. Now my pussy was covered in the ice burn of tiger balm and he was coating my delicate insides with heat. I squirmed harder. Then his fingers were on my pussy too. He slid in and out of my ass, stretching me gently, slickly, and his other hand played my clit. My orgasm built and built. I tried to wriggle away and he pressed down, keeping me in place. It was too soon, too soon to come. After a few more moments, I panicked, teetering so close and bucked my hips, throwing his rhythm, and he laughed. I groaned. He'd made me edge myself, something I hated. While I was recovering, he was unbuckling his belt, the metallic click loud in the bedroom, and I heard the drawer of it out of his belt loops, and he unzipped himself, dropping the heavy pants and underwear to the floor. He stepped out of them and grasped my thighs, pushing them apart and back. I scrambled for purchase on the floor, trying to keep some weight on my feet to give me some control over my body's position. He aimed his cock at my ass and pressed. After the fingers, it should have been no problem, and it wasn't quite as difficult as usual because of the lube. However, the lube also meant that as soon as he'd broached my entrance, he slid right on in, balls deep, which I can tell you with nearly 20 centimetres of cock is pretty deep. He didn't take it easy. After a few seesawing strokes to warm me up, my little asshole stretching around his thick, hard length, he began to fuck me properly. He went slow, but withdrew almost to the end each time, then slid back firmly inside to the hilt, over and over. It was hypnotic. His cock went in and out like a piston, his firm hips hitting my soft ass each time. Oh, and I wanted to come. I could feel the little shivers building in me, my body responding to his strokes, pleasure like honey rippling through me. Should I? Was now the right time? I wanted to. I wanted to really badly. It wouldn't take much. I screwed up my face and tugged at my wrists, pulling against them. I tried to hold on. He'd promised to put a plug inside me, and he'd promised to cane me. Those were not things he'd forget. I needed to hold off for them both. A phrase went through my mind which would echo again and again for the scene. What if I spend the come now and need it later? My mind was emptying and I wasn't sure how long I could hold out. A few times I wriggled or bucked or resisted him and he'd shift or adjust and I would fall down from the peak only for it to build and build again. He made me edge myself on his cock and my ass. I was close to letting go and he finally withdrew. It felt like we'd been fucking for hours already and my ass was open, but not open enough for what was to come. More lube went inside me and two fingers became three, then four, as he distended me and ensured I was coated inside. And then he started to press the plug against my ass. I knew immediately which one it was and I jolted forward, terrified. Sir, no, we didn't buy this one for me, I can't. It was a huge, clear jelly plug, as wide as my fist, and I had never taken it before. I'd never taken any toy as big as it. Shush now, Petal, Sir said. It's going to be fine. Be a good girl and take it for Sir. 
He twisted it, coating it further in lube, and pushed down on it. Some of his weight was on my legs, though I had nowhere to go, though I strained against my bondage to get away. The pressure was relentless. Slow, but relentless. The pain was agonising. More pain than I had felt in my ass for a long, long time. My little hole had not been stretched this wide, and it felt as if fibres were tearing and burning, and I didn't know if I could take it. Should I safe word? I could always safe word. But these days I only had red, so it was another dilemma. Decide whether to take it or to stop the scene entirely. I gritted my teeth. Only a little more now, Petal, Sir said encouragingly. You're doing very well. It hurts, sir, I whined, almost sobbed. The stretching got worse. I couldn't take it. I was going to tear to rip in two. It was so utterly, utterly huge in my ass. Then suddenly the tearing pain was gone and I was left with a soreness and the feeling of being incredibly full. I squeezed my muscles inside my ass experimentally and was shocked at how much space the plug took up. Good girl, Sir said, and his weight lifted off my legs. You are a little anal slut, aren't you? Only a real anal slut would be able to take a plug that large, you know. I blushed and blew out a breath. I was exhausted already. But that had only been the warm-up. I'm going to cane you now, Petal, Sir said in a conversational tone. Hard. I want you to take it for Sir, because I like hurting you. I slumped. Defeated before he'd begun. I knew it would hurt, and I knew I would try and take it because of that instruction. Because I did want to please him. I was his collared submissive, devoted to him. But I wasn't brave. He began with a few lighter strokes than my ass. He was precise, hitting one cheek, then the other, covering each fully. He moved to the lower thighs, and I hissed out a breath. It was more sensitive skin there. The same pressure hurt more. My ass was starting to warm, and every time I jerked or clenched my muscles in reaction to a strike, I could feel the ridiculously huge plug inside my ass. The cane stopped and I breathed a sigh of relief. There was a rustling behind me again, and a vibrator was forced between my legs and turned to a low setting. The head was right under my mound, impossible to escape from, but easy for me to rub against. He knew exactly what he was doing. He went back to my side and the strike started again. Harder this time. I twisted my hands, burning my wrists slightly in the rope so I could grab the length that went out to the corners of the bed. Holding the rough rope in my palms grounded me, tethered me. At first his strokes were rhythmic and I knew when to expect them, if not where. Then he began to play with my mind and would leave different spacing between them. A strike to my left ash cheek. Five seconds. A strike to my right cheek. Seven seconds. A strike to my right thigh. Three seconds and I gasp. He was striking me harder. Another hit and I felt the shockwave travel through my flesh and then a fast burning sting. The unusual double impact of a cane meant that when he had enough time, the flesh either side of the impact swelled and there was a duller ache on top of the sting. A click and he turned the vibrator up. He paused the caning, no doubt enjoying watching me wriggle on the vibrator. A drop of sweat rolled down my temple. He turned the vibrator up another click. It wasn't low now. It was a medium buzz, and I moved my hips to rub against it. 
Seeing this, he left longer gaps to encourage me. But the hits were like lightning strikes now, burning whips of pain. The noise of the cane was louder too. It was at a counterpoint to the low classical music that faded in and out of the edges of my consciousness. He'd strike me. The pain would burn, fade. The pleasure would rise, increase. And each time I would get closer and closer to coming before... Whack. I was frustrated at first, then angry. I wanted the pain to stop. I wanted to simply enjoy the pleasure. I wanted to come now I was ready. So it hurts. I don't know if I can do more, I said. I tried to turn my head, but the rope meant I couldn't look at him. I made a sound of pure frustration. Perhaps he'd take pity on me. Take it for sir, Petal, he said. He clipped the vibrator up one more notch. I whimpered, trying to nod, trying to do my best for him. I could take a bit more, I could. There was a flurry of strokes and I wanted to cry. Would it never stop? A pause again and I thrust against the vibrator eagerly. Perhaps if I came, he'd stop. I was nearly there, nearly at my peak and he struck me again, harder, several times. The orgasm receded. There were noises from me all the time now, incomprehensible noises of pain and frustration. He repeated the cycle over and over, and I became more and more agitated, more and more energetic about moving my hips obscenely so the stimulation of the vibrator would cut through the pain of the cane. Sensations assaulted me, the cane, the vibrator, the giant plug, the rope holding me in place, my weight on my own hair, the sound of his voice and the music, the scent and his scent. It all grew inside me until my brain emptied and all my focus was on my clip, the other sensations circling round, and it was harder to distinguish pleasure and pain. He hit me again, three times, harder, and left a longer gap. I wanted, needed to come. I humped the vibrator, pressing my pussy and clit against it, encouraging the vibrations to spread through me, pushing myself past the point where I had been, I was crying out in pants and thank God, thank God, he held off a little longer because the orgasm struck me like a blow in itself, smashing through my body like a hurricane. It spun out from my clit with the same white hot heat the cane strikes had and I clenched, squeezed around the giant plug and pulled on the ropes on my wrists and in my hand and my head lurched in the hair tie. My body jerked as if electrocuted and I slumped. Thank you for the comp, sir. I mumbled. Good girl, Sir exclaimed. He sounded truly pleased. He threw the cane onto the bed and I heaved a sigh of relief. We were done. Oh. He came behind me and spread my legs. Drawing the caning, my feet had slipped so my legs stretched out at an angle and he lifted my hips and my feet were on the floor again and my body and legs were at 90 degrees. Then he forced his penis into my pussy. It was almost impossible. I'm petite, and there's not a huge amount of space in me on a good day. With the plug-in, there was almost none. And have I mentioned that my sir's cock is not only a good length, but thick? He had to use a good amount of force to push it inside me, and I moaned in pain the whole time. After a few thrusts, it eased slightly as he made room for himself, and the stroke started to feel almost pleasurable, until he got to his full length. The position was such that he was hitting my cervix each time, and it was a dull blow inside me. The vibrator was still under me, doing its work, 
but my body was confused and my mind even more so. Should I come? Was this going to be the end of the scene? If I came, what would happen? The fucking was difficult to take and I wasn't how sure, sure how long I could manage. If I came, would that stop him? Did I want him to stop? I was quickly close to safe wording again. You're so tight, Petal, she said. It feels amazing. And just like that, I wanted to take more, to let him use my body for his pleasure. But it was so difficult. I tried to focus on the central delight of the stroke, then focus on the vibrator when he bottomed out on my cervix. But my mind flickered between the two states of pain and pleasure too quickly. A few minutes later, I mumbled miserably, Sir, I'm trying, sir, but I'm close to safe word, sir. He thrust a few more times and pulled out. The absence of his cock was a mixed pleasure. You deserve a little break, Petal, he said. You've done very well. He knelt in front of me, displaying his beautiful penis, then fucked my mouth. I could do nothing. No hands, no ability to move my head. I could only take it. I could see him enjoy making me gag. And several times he held my head in place, with his cock functioning as an effective way of stopping me breathing. I licked where I could, but mainly I was a passive recipient of the face fucking. After a while, he placed a pillow on the bed in front of my face and put his ass and balls in front of me while he stroked his cock. It was one of my favourite things in the world to lick his ass, and I pressed my tongue into him as deeply as I could and licked and kissed every part of him that was accessible. It didn't take long for him to come all over my face. The cum dripped from my hair down my temple, and I licked it from where it had sprayed the corner of my mouth. Once he had come, he patted a dry bit of my head, lay back and relaxed, and fell into a doze. I was left wriggling. The vibrator was still on, and I found licking his ass extremely arousing. I had a cum left, and I knew he'd be fine if I used it. The smell of his cum was in my nostrils, and I was able to feast my eyes on his handsome, strong body as it lay in front of me. I wriggled harder. Perhaps I would come. But then I'd have none left in the bank, and that was one of his favourite times to torture me. If I used up my last one before building another one, who knows what torments I'd suffer that afternoon. I ended up edging myself again several times as I wrestled with the dilemma, unsure when he'd wake up. I'd thrust against the vibrator, deciding to go for it, and then at the last minute I'd lift my hips slightly, deciding no, bad idea. In the end, I made a firm decision and shifted my hips enough so the vibrator wasn't on my clit and waited for Sir to wake up. I was quivering from arousal and my body stung and ached in many places. Sir woke a short while later. He smiled at me and I looked back in a relieved daze. I didn't come, Sir. I still have a come left for later, I said. He kissed me. Then he went round to my ass and fucked me with his fingers till I came. That was pretty hot, wasn't it? I hope you had a good time listening to Maya's story and keep checking in with us for your regular episodes of the Rope Podcast where besides Rope Erotica you can find all kind of information and discussion around rope uh, to find us easily you can subscribe on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts from you can also follow us on fetlife we are rope podcast there and you can have a look at our website ropepodcast.com 
where you can see where to find the shows and also how you can support us should you wish to do so. That being said, we wish you very happy rope times. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.